Skeletor. Master of the universe. It got real dark, real fast. Dark is the night. <laughs> and there's only one thing to do when it gets nice and dark. What's that, Kia? Working on the night moves. Wrong. <laughs> Talk about movies. Yeah. And then podcast about it in a sultry, sexy voice. <laughs> Master of the universe. Ah, <laughs> oh, Boston! At the far end of the universe, there is a planet ruled by a being of utter evil. And there is only one man who dares challenge him. They are locked in a battle to the death. A battle that will take them across the heavens. Stop him! A battle that will finally be fought. I want them to get down and brought to me! Across the face. Of Earth. No! Julie! From a distant galaxy, they have come to Earth. Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. Frank Langella as Skeletor. Only they have the powers to be. Masters of the Universe. Live the adventure. That's right. It got dark, and then we got together, and we watched Masters of the Universe from 1987. Yep, we sure did. We did. <laughs> Starring Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cax. Yes. And Christina Pickles. And Mr. Strickland. I forgot he was in that movie. Mm. Yep, we did it. It's true. Uh, this was a special birthday choice by me, Craigie McGee. It's Craig's birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. Thank you. It's your birthday. So I made my friends <laughs> suffer through a pretty bad movie. Yeah, it's not great. Um, yeah, uh, I do think it qualifies for a night's episode. It's kind of horror adjacent. Because it has monsters and uh, well, that's about it. Yeah, Fr- Frank Langella. There's a yeah. guy with a skull face, so that's yeah. that's yeah. horror-ish. Oh yeah, pretty scary. It's a beast man-ish. Yeah. Looks more like Sasquatch meets a Klingon, but yeah. Uh, Jeff, tell us tell us about your experience with He-Man. Well, and the masters of the universe. Uh, He-Man was like my first big thing I remember being into as a kid. I think everybody our age, uh, all the boys our age, <clears throat> yes, were like obsessed with He-Man, like kids of the early 80s. 
And I loved the characters and, like, the way they looked and the world of the show. And so I was excited when I heard there was a Masters of the Universe movie coming out. And I got to the theater, and it didn't look anything like the cartoon. And I was pretty disappointed. Had you seen the trailer? Yeah, I think I did, yeah. But from the trailer, you still thought... I was just like, it's E-Man! I want to go! Right. There's a big difference between seeing, uh, you know, two and a half minutes of footage and thinking, well, that could could be pretty cool. And then, like, seeping in an hour and a half of the actual movie, you know? Because you didn't see it in the theater, right? I didn't, no. So, I guess this is a question for both of you, but I'll start with Jeff. At what point of the movie did you go, oh, this is not going to be what I thought it was? I don't know. I was seven, so I wasn't really thinking that much about it. I think I just got bored pretty quickly. Like, as soon as they went to Earth, I was like, nah, I don't care about this anymore. Yeah. Like, I was just waiting for them to get back to Eternia, which they don't do until the very end of the movie. And then, like, Skeletor has, like, a parade down the town square or whatever. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I love the toys and like the cartoon quite a bit. But grew out of the cartoon pretty quickly. Like, I feel like I got bored of the cartoon at a pretty early age, but yeah. still loved the toys because they were fantastic and uh, really imaginative. Who's the big guy with the muscles? Here's He Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Skeletor is his enemy. Here's He Man, Skeletor, and Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. You're doomed, He Man. Oh, yeah? Watch this action, Dad. Now I have the power. He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. Castle Grayskull also sold separately from the Masters of the Universe collection from Mattel. But by the time the movie came out, which was 87, I had already kind of graduated to Transformers and Ghostbusters. Had kind of supplanted yeah, yeah. He-Man for me. Um, so I skipped the movie, not really thinking much of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think family we rented it because they were still like oh you like he-man right and, and yeah. i was still interested i still wanted mm-hmm. to see what they came up with and was like really i felt like wow i really have grown out of this like that's what i yeah. remember kind of feeling like that i had kind of gotten too old for he-man a little bit yeah. but in retrospect it's just not yeah the right recipe probably also i feel the same way like i remember as a kid when the movie came out kind of feeling like well i'm not really into he-man anymore like you yeah. said i was like way into the ghostbusters by that point and this is like a year before the uh teenage mutant ninja turtles cartoon came right. out and blew up yeah i was i had already pretty much lost interest in he-man altogether like i still have my toys and stuff but it, you know it was kind of an afterthought but then i saw it in the theater still disappointed but then like i think i don't remember how many months after it came out of the theater um I think my mom, I remember my mom mentioning like, oh, the uh, He-Man movie's on VHS. And I was like, oh, can we rent it? My mom's like, you've already seen it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to watch it again. And we watched it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't like this movie. I think there so. was like a little bit of hope that it might be cool and it might yeah. kind of revitalize He-Man a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it totally did not. It kind of was like the death nail in a yeah. lot of ways for it in pop culture for a while. And in all fairness, fairness to the filmmakers – you go back as an adult and watch the cartoon and it's it's horrendous yeah. it's so unwatchable i don't i mean i guess as a 2 3 year old you're pretty entertained by anything but man it's it's pretty terrible yeah i mean it definitely was anchored by having really cool toys i mean yeah. that's the only reason you would sit and watch he-man is the idea that 
you know, it's kind of like showing your toys and their personalities and that yeah. sort of thing. But yeah, uh, when it dropped on Netflix, I thought, oh, this is going to be so fun to watch He-Man. <laughs> and I thought it was terrible. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm being a little harsh. Yeah. I'll kind of put it on the background when I'm doing things and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And even that type of passive watching, I was like, this yeah. is fucking awful. <laughs> like, I, can't, I can't even passively watch this. It can't even be on the background when I'm like yeah. drawing or just, you know, like doing anything. It's really, yeah. really rough. I can't even make it through a full episode anymore. Like, there's been a few times where I'm like, I'm going to watch a whole episode of this, and I'll put it on, like, halfway through, and I'm like, I can't take it. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> and just turn it off. And there's, I mean, and again, I, I keep feeling like I have to take up for this a little bit. Um, I mean, I still love some of the voice acting in, mm-hmm. in the He-Man cartoon. Skeletor's voice is hilarious, and, you know, so, some of it is charming, but just really, as an adult, sitting and watching it yeah. is pretty impossible so yeah skeletor is the best part of that cartoon because they give him all the funny lines yeah like you bumbling booby right you know, right <laughs> kia do you have any experience with he-man as a kid uh, she-ra or anything or yeah i mean i don't remember any episodes it was one of those shows where like at preschool or something yeah when they would sit us in front of a tv it would be like he-man and gi joe so I remember watching it and it being on, but not remembering anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, it, it's very clear watching this also as an adult that uh, you know, Canon, the film company or whatever, the studio that uh, produced He-Man or Masters of the Universe, uh, they had very little money to work with. It's extremely yeah. low budget. Watching it and kind of like taking notes mentally, you can kind of tell. I think I counted two Eternia sets. Yeah. Like there was the throne room of Castle Grayskull, and then uh, what's the little man's name? Gildor? Gildor. Yeah, Gildor. Like, Get me out of there! It's all right. Help! 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 Somebody! Help! All right, all right, we heard you. Pull the pole out. Careful! Careful! <laughs> Peter, you come. Catch. Oh. Uh, uh. Who are you? I, I am Gildor of Fenor. Not Yoda. Yeah, G- Gildor <laughs> has a hut, kind of like Yoda does, yeah. where, where the, all the main characters hunker down for a little while. That's the only other set. Otherwise, they're using the desert or basically Los Angeles, like a, a suburb of Los Angeles. Yeah, um, which we looked up, and it's uh, Whittier, which... Uh, there's a scene in the movie that takes – they're in the high school, and that's the same high school they use for Back to the Future. It's a Whittier High School. Hmm. The gym is the same one, I'm assuming, where the dance takes place, or is it Maybe. Not? I think – I'm not sure. I, I want to say, like, back when I lived out there, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, started looking up locations of yeah. Back to the Future. And I think maybe the interior of the gym was shot somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, that scene looks so similar to Back to the Future, like with the direct uh, decorations and everything. And like the the final scene where they're on the street, where that yeah. looks like the street where the car, right, the DeLorean takes off. Uh, well, that was shot at a back lot at Universal. Oh, that's the street that it. That's what I thought it was. But like. it looks very similar. And I, 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 that scene at the end where Skeletor is, I mean, it just looks like a, a, a parade. Like he's on this giant float and he's oh, got yeah. the, his little Darth Vader looking stormtroopers walking next to him. Um, Kia, why don't we backtrack just a bit and you give us 
a synopsis. A very thoughtful synopsis that you wrote yourself. Oh, of course. Only the universe could hold adventure this big. Planet Eternia and the Castle of Grace Skull are under threat from the evil Skeletor, who wants to take over the planet. A group of freedom fighters, led by the heroic He-Man, are accidentally transported to Earth by a mysterious cosmic key, which holds the power to make Skeletor all-powerful. Once on Earth, He-Man joins alliances with two teenagers as they attempt to find the key and return home. Well, that was like very... That's a good synopsis. Yeah. Um, and I have to correct you. It's pronounced Skeletor. Is it really? No, I'm just kidding. No. That's <laughs> Skeletor is totally the way There's you should be saying it. There's a character that said Skeletor, right? I mean, yeah, Billy Barty, right? Yeah, Billy Barty. I feel like uh, the guy playing Man at Arms called him Skeletor, too. Yeah. He's like, That's, Skeletor. Yeah. Um, it does sound a little bit more like a name, I guess, if you're Skeletor. trying to say, you know, like a, just someone's actually called yeah. Skeletor. John um, Skeletor. <laughs> That's what uh, some of these names, uh, when real people are saying them, are very comical, obviously, like He-Man himself, but also yeah. Evil Lynn. Like, who calls themselves Evil Lynn? Like, <laughs> it's a little, little on the nose, maybe, but... It's also funny to see on the cover of this Blu-ray, it's just a picture of He-Man and the most prominent weapon he's holding is a giant rifle rather than, you know... The, that is a good... His sword. Yeah. It's barely... It's kind of visible, but it's obfuscated a He never bit. wants... Does he ever hold a rifle in the movie? No, he uses a rifle does, a few times. But that's yeah, definitely he, not what... That's not the signature he-man no. weapon. No, not at all. I never noticed that. It, it makes him look like Rambo. Yeah, he's like Punisher yeah. or something. Yeah. Wow. That's mm, weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's like... When I saw uh, Thor the first time years ago, the original uh, Marvel Universe Thor movie with Chris, Chris Hemsworth, I thought, this is He-Man. Like, yeah. if they ever did a real big-budget He-Man movie, this would be the tone. It's kind of like, it's a little silly, it has a lot of fantasy elements, but a little bit of science fiction, kind of space opera type elements. Mm-hmm. And they acknowledge how weird it is sometimes. And Ragnarok, the, you know, the most recent Thor movie, is yeah. literally a He-Man movie. I mean, it, yeah. it's just top to bottom a He-Man movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why, like, I, I kind of, you know, watching this, it makes me think, like, there could be a He-Man movie if the yeah. right creative people got behind it. Uh, like, the climate, I think, is right for yeah. a He-Man movie now. But So who would you cast as He-Man? Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> Unfortunately, I think he's the only person that could play him right now. Yeah. Because um, he's got the comedic chops to, to say some of this stuff straight face, but he also has like the sincerity, I think, to kind of play a bigger, bigger than life hero like He Man. Um, he might be a hair too old already, though, because I oh, think yeah. He Man should probably be, you know, like late twenties, maybe mm-hmm. early thirties. So, who in their late twenties do we think could do it? I can't even think of anyone. Everyone I can think of is like late thirties. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chris I, Pratt, maybe? No. Chris Pratt was He Man in that one Pratt. sketch on SNL. Yeah. So. I could see him, too. I mean, and I'm fudging it a little bit by saying he strictly needs to be in his 20s. I mean, he could totally be yeah. a dude pushing 40. If, if it was the appropriate casting, it wouldn't really matter that much. Chris Hemsworth has a more. Um, uh, I can't describe it. He looks. I can see why he would make more sense playing He Man than Chris Pratt. Because Chris Pratt looks like the cute guy that you grew up with next door. Mm. Chris Hemsworth looks like not someone that you grew up with next door. He's more chiseled and. <laughs> oh, you're saying that he's almost like better looking in a weird way, like yeah, in a yeah. more like princely way, right? Because he and right. Chris Pratt is just literally the guy that was just a cute guy next door that lost some weight and he became an action star. Yeah, you know? that's very true. Yeah, 
So. It, mentioning Prince, that's uh, another thing that they left out of the movie. There's no Prince Adam. There's no right. scene where He-Man goes from Prince Adam to He-Man and holds up the he holds up the sword at the very end and says, oh, 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 right. which is really awkward and made me laugh out loud. But <laughs> the uh, I think they just changed too much for me as a fan, as a kid. Uh, yeah. I mean, the alter ego aspect of it is something that I think as a kid is really – uh, something that you like, you know what I mean? The yeah. idea that he is a regular guy yeah. and then can change into, you know, this alter ego that's super powerful. And there's no battle cat. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia and defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull. became the mighty battle cat and i became he-man the most powerful man in the universe battle cat is the big oversight yeah. I think. but there, it'd be impossible to do in the 80s i mean they would have to like make it animatronic i guess or I don't yeah know. why do you think they didn't put she-ra in there like they he has like a, a woman sidekick yeah yeah Tila, who is in the cartoon also. Yeah, Tila came oh. before She-Ra anyway. But oh, okay. Maybe, maybe they would have... Oh, you know, actually, I saw that documentary on Netflix about something that's called Power of Grayskull or something like that. Um, and they talk about, like, originally they were going to have uh, She-Ra in it. And I think they said, like, well, we've already got Tila. We'll just... Oh. Maybe we'll bring her back in the sequel. I think it's that definitely coming out. own cartoon, though. Yeah. Well, I think that was the idea, is that if it was... He-Man was a hit, they would make a sequel, and She-Ra would oh. be maybe one of the main focuses, yeah. that type of thing. And they're probably even thinking we could do another movie franchise mm-hmm. with She-Ra if this is big. Princess of Power. Princess of Power. But now she's got her own Netflix uh, oh. series. Yeah, so. she's the healthier character in modern <laughs> times. She's the one with the bigger following, has, probably. Have, have, have any of you looked at the new one? No. Me either. I haven't yet, either. Um, I do genuinely mean to get around to it. Um, yeah. Because I remember it, it was like kind of controversial because the character designs... Uh, because they're more modern and cartoony looking and like a lot of people were kind of upset. Like it's more like anime. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they were wanting her to be, you know, like the classic version body style. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people were upset by it, but I think it's still gone over pretty well. I think it mm-hmm. still has its fans. Yeah. And it's also kind of, it's funny because, you know, when I was watching the cartoon and had the action figures, it never really occurred to me that basically He-Man was just a, a dude in his underwear right. and boots. Right. But when you see it in a live action form, you're, it's kind of weird to just see this dude walking around in his underwear, and you're like, "This guy's not wearing any clothes." Yeah. But well, um, and, and I think that 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 would work better if he had stayed in Eternia, mm-hmm. and if there were other people kind of wearing similar garments and everything, or you know, kind of a Conan the Barbarian esque type of atmosphere. Yeah. Would it would go over easier? But yeah, seeing him in like a basic suburban area walking around. <laughs> You know, with, like, coffee shops and stuff in the background, it yeah. does look absurd. Which is kind of fun in a way, but it yeah. kind of just takes you out of it in a weird way, too. Does anyone so. make any comments about it in the movie? I don't... I don't remember saying anyone like, saying anything. Where are your clothes? You, you think the boyfriend, because there's a main couple uh, teenagers that we mentioned in the synopsis, played by Courtney Cox and a guy that looks like Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, who are like kind of the central focus of this movie, even though it's a He-Man movie, it's two earthling teenagers and the boyfriend you think would 
at some point make fun of He-Man a little bit because he's yeah. he threatened by this super masculine man, you know, always saving his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you think he would just make some kind of comment about like, I don't know how ridiculous he looks, <laughs> but he never really does. It's always, no one makes a note yeah. of it. Yeah. That's also another thing. It feels like He-Man's not even the main focus of this movie. It's like, it's mainly Courtney Cox and her boyfriend are the, like the main yeah. characters. But like Kia yeah. pointed out, it's not even... Yeah, He-Man is always sidetracked. We're always, mm-hmm. follow, even if it's not the teenagers, it's the villains, or even like the uh, support group from Eternia gets, I think gets more screen time. Yeah. You know, like they get more, I, I don't know if they weren't confident in Dolph Lundgren, mm, that's uh, English as a second language mm-hmm. issues may, may have been a, a problem where they were just thinking, you know, he's just going to do like the action stuff and look cool. Yeah. And we'll give all the dialogue to... English speaking people, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess back then he was the only choice for He Man. There are no other people that could have rivaled him. Well seven. I, I would think with the budget they have probably. If they had a bigger budget, it wouldn't have surprised me at all if they tried to get Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. But he no oh. But Conan He's, the Barbarian was huge and But he so, doesn't look like He Man. He Man's not that big. Arnold Schwarzenegger was like he man is enormous. Yeah, like really? He man's figures. bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger was. In terms of size? Yeah. 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 Well, I, guess I guess I imagine <laughs> Dolph Lundgren looks, in my, in my memory, looks more like him. Yeah. I mean, Dolph Lundgren's pretty big, but yeah, the, if you look at the action figure, it's like massive. But not that, but the cartoon. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. Say even so. He's yeah. huge in the cartoon? Yeah, he's like... Pretty big. Bigger than a actual human being could actually be. Really, <laughs> I don't. Except for bodybuilders, I mean, ridiculous bodybuilders. Yeah. I mean, oh. I think I think you're right though that Dolph Lundgren has a more um, Dolph Lundgren's physique is kind of the equivalent to what most like action stars have now. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as far as like Chris Evans and uh, right. you know those guys, uh, more of a athletic uh, type of b- physique versus Arnold Schwarzenegger at his peak, where it was just like. Roy yeah. Rage style, like a super, uh, you know, um, professional wrestler or something like that. Right. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who would have been a good, like a 1987, who would have been the perfect choice for yeah. him. That's tough. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of any other. Because at the time, like, <clears throat> guys like that would get work because of the way that they're built. And st- they like were now- really unique at the yeah. time. And yeah. nowadays they just hire actors and then make them work out until they look like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, I mean, that's sure. what happened with Chris Evans for Captain America. Like, he got super bulky for that. Who would you choose now? Like, if they made one now, who would you choose to play Skeletor or Skeletor? Oh. <laughs> well, the, the voice acting is probably the most important part over oh, the yeah. physicality. Nicholas Cage. I think it would... <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Yeah, that would, actually, that's a really good casting. I could see that. only because when we saw Into the Spider Verse yesterday, Nicolas yeah. Cage was like the voice of Spider Man Noir, yeah. so yeah. he already had that voice. I could yeah. see him play, really reveling in it too. Yeah. He would have a lot of fun <laughs> sure. doing it. I like that a lot. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought of him, but yeah, that, me that's either. A great that's choice. pretty funny. That would be cool. Yeah. How about you, Jeff? Who, who Nicolas Cage? Um, I don't know. I'd have to think about that for a second. I was trying to think of one earlier, but. Um, because the way he is in the cartoon, you know, he's very, like, his voice is very, like, you yeah. know, yeah. high-pitched. But, you yeah. know, he has, like, a scary look. Um, I think Nicolas Cage would be a good kind of compromise between those two extremes of, like, yeah. a character that looks really cool and menacing and, like, the cartoon 
having a very silly over the top voice. Yeah. I think he could kind of straddle that line of like absurd mm-hmm. and menacing. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sold on Nicholas yeah. Cage. That would be cool for me. I'm trying to think of another like who's like a funny yet menacing person, like Jim Carrey or something. I don't know. Maybe Jim Carrey's yeah. a little too silly, but I always still work too. Well, yeah. now he's doing more drama stuff, so now maybe he would go a darker route. Mm. Yeah. Who would we get to play Courtney Cox? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, go if they if they uh, remake if they make a new Masters of the Universe movie, I hope they keep it all in Eternia and make it. I feel like they've like I think you mentioned while we were watching the movie that uh, they've kind of figured that stuff out now. That was back in the day when they were like, well, we can't make it exactly like the comic book or exactly like the cartoon because this is going to be we want this to be believable as a real life thing, so we'll change yeah. things. But I think because of the Marvel movies. They're like, no, we're just going to put what's in the comic book into the movie. They, they realize people literally want, like, a, a, a true adaptation or whatever of yeah. the source material or not. Maybe know. they should learn from Jim and the Holograms. Oh, really? And <laughs> yeah. just stick with the source material. Yeah. And, like, you know, they have the, the more easily accessible special effects. Yeah. Because uh, all, all that stuff had to be practical back then. There was a few optical effects, but... Uh, now they can do a lot of CG work that yeah. may or you know if they may or may not be good if they got the right people to do it it could well, look cool. And they were definitely hamstrung by Mattel, the toy makers, because they had a lot of script control and they basically dictated He-Man cannot kill anyone. Yeah, and that's why it, it might be a little awkward also that uh, all the villains have to be robots for him to kill the mm-hmm. cannon fodder. But he um, y'all said he didn't kill anyone in the cartoon. Absolutely so. not. No. Yeah. Yeah. In the cartoon, he he always uh, grapples with people and throws them in puddles and barrels yeah. oh. and stuff like that. So. Speaking of recasting, who would we recast for Evelyn? Is that how you pronounce her name? I think so. Evelyn. 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 Yeah. Evelyn. Oh, we could get Courtney Cox. Oh, that'd be a cool <laughs> that'd twist. Be interesting. Um, I was thinking because of her turn in Thor Ragnarok, um, Kate Blanchett. Oh, that'd be very good. classy. Yeah, that would yeah. be some good casting. Or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who is the lady from Penny Judful? Oh yeah, um, Eva Green. Yeah, Eva Green. Yeah. I think would be a pretty cool. She would be evil. In she's kind of got that look. Yeah, a little bit. They would definitely have to play in the script with acknowledging the ridiculous names of some of these characters if they oh, use yeah. them. Like, I mean, even stuff like Beast Man would be kind of yeah. like someone would have to go like Beast Man, huh? Like, you know, there'd have to be someone acknowledging some of these names. Yeah, hmm. uh, I'm here to help, He Man. Who are you? I'm Fisto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to call you Iron Hand. <laughs> but I'm Fisto. No, you're not. Not anymore. Well, it's time to give them a good fisting. <laughs> Let's get out there, He-Man. He means punching. Was this the first 80s cartoon that was made into a live-action movie? I think so. Yeah, that I remember anyway. Um, now, Transformers had a pretty famous uh, animated film that movie, was released. But this in... was like the first live action. Yeah. yeah. Cause yeah, then, yeah. Like, and then it was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. For sure. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they did have some movie releases of like cartoons, right? Because Care Bears was one. Yeah, yeah, I think they got one around the same time, Transformers and got uh, their animated one. one. And G.I. Joe the movie. Yeah. And then Which... they decided to do, let's do live action. And it didn't go so well. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's what uh, I feel like he and I were talking about earlier. That the slam dunk would have been making a cartoon He-Man, like an yeah. animated cartoon, kind of like what they did with Transformers, where it's the animation is better and it's maybe a little bit more serious themes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like they kind of grow up with the audience a little bit, you know. Maybe thinking, you know, we had these kids when they were five. Originally, now they're like ten. Let's kind of like make it just a little bit edgier for a you know yeah. ten or eleven year old. I think that would have been perfect personally, but for that era, yeah. I think cartoons were huge in the eighties, so yeah, just make everything animated, mm. and then um, you could you could have all your characters in there. You could keep it in Eternia. You I, know. I mean, I think the biggest disappointment though, watching it even now as an adult, is uh, that they didn't use any of the monster characters. Because uh, I loved the monster characters. Um, yeah, like Merman and, and yeah. well, Beastman's in it, but he doesn't look like Beastman. Yeah, the Beastman in the cartoon, he's like orange, and uh, you know, it just has yeah. a very cool look to him and very colorful. And this, he's like drab and just hairy, basically. He he's wasn't very um, in the cartoon. I'm guessing he's more menacing because he. No, actually, oh, yeah, oh, he's <laughs> he's like a bumbling idiot. Oh, he's kind of like, a joke in the cartoon. Well, yeah, okay. But Fair. the cart- the again, there's a dis. Cord, is that the word? Disconnect. Disconnect between the action figures and the toy because the action figures, you kind of had your own imagination and they looked so cool to me as a kid. Yeah. I didn't think of Beastman as a bumbling idiot. I pictured him as like a, you know, a tough rival monster, you know. And I think when it started off in the, when you bought the action figures, they came with a little comic book. Right. And before the TV show came out, like the comic, the story of He-Man in the comics was different than it was after the cartoon came out. So I think some of those villains were a little more menacing in those books. But once the cartoon came out, like he was sort of like Skeletor's bumbling sidekick. Mm -hmm. Like all of his, the the bad guys were kind of like witless morons. Right. (laughs) Was the voice of Skeletor in the cartoon similar to the voice of the bad guy in G.I. Joe? Are they both high-pitched voices? They're both really similar, yeah. I think they're different actors, but very similar voices. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the actor Cobra Commander. Yeah, the actor who did Cobra Commander also did Starscream in Transformers. So he had... That type of voice was, I guess, really prominent in those 80s action shows. Man, Starscream. Starscream and Hutch. I don't know why they never really made that show. Huh? I don't understand. <laughs> like like Starsky and Hutch, but Starscream and Hutch? Yeah. Was there a Hutch character on Transformers? No, but saying you can have Hutch from that show. <laughs> anyway. Crossover. <clears throat> let's Photoshop that. <laughs> Starscream and Hutch. Uh, and what, any saving graces to this movie? Was there anything you guys liked about it, watching it as an adult? Uh... It's pretty rough. Yeah, I mean, I didn't... I don't think I disliked it as much as you guys did, because I saw it for the first time. Yeah. And I don't remember the He-Man specifics. Yeah, you don't have I that, remember like, him connection. holding the sword, and right. that's pretty much it. I don't remember any sec- secondary characters other than She-Ra, mm-hmm. and, like, the little short thing with the hat. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Orko. Orko. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Billy Barty's character was supposed to be well, the Orko. Orko. Because yeah. he'd be hard to animate and everything. Yeah, he'd be like, floating and stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, it'd be kind of hard um, to translate back then. So I don't have like the connection that you guys had. So I think I didn't dislike it. I thought it was like a fun movie to watch right. with people. Yeah, I yeah. wanted to watch it by myself. We definitely were making cracks and stuff like that during it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, 
I've definitely seen worse movies, but it's just kind of like especially if you were watching it alone, it's pretty boring yeah. overall. Is there a part of the movie that you like, Jeff? A part where you go, oh, that's pretty cool. Frank Langella's makeup looked cool. Mm-hmm. His co- I actually thought Skeletor looked cool. Yeah. I thought he was the best character. He really. You said that that was one of his favorite parts. Yeah. <laughs> Helps explain one rather unlangella like role. Let this be our final battle! Oh, if you chose your rules carefully, why do Skeletor, Masters of the Universe? Oh, why not? That was, that's one of my favorite parts. Really? Oh, I loved that part. My son was four years old, and he was He Man running around with a sword. And when they offered me Skeletor, I couldn't resist. I couldn't wait to play him. The actor, which I think is interesting. Because um, I thought for him he would be like, oh, this is just a throwaway kids movie, but he, so he really liked it, and you can kind of tell watching it that he was really. I think he's trying to it. add some gravitas to maybe a weak script yeah. a little bit, and uh, one of the cool lines in it, uh, there's a part where yeah, towards the end where He Man is facing off a Skeletor, and He Man's kind of broken, right? Like they, he's, they went through this gratuitous almost homoerotic whipping scene. Oh, yeah. And, you know, He-Man's kind of kneeling before Skeletor, and Skeletor says, you know, something along the lines of, you know, all your friends are gone, you're alone. Tell me, is being good as lonely as being evil? You know? And, like, something about that I thought was kind of cool, and apparently he improvised that line. That was a line he made up, like, on the spot or whatever. And it just shows you, like, as silly as it is, he really was thinking, like, how can I add to this guy? Like, yeah. how can yeah. I, like, what's he thinking about what he's doing, all this crazy mm-hmm. stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Is he a lonely guy? You know, it's just kind of, yeah. it's kind of neat to think about. And obviously Frank Langella is a really good actor mm-hmm. and, you know, he's played a lot of parts and everything. So it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I pretty much enjoyed all of his scenes because yeah. yeah. I just like the actor. Yeah. yeah, it seems like he took it as seriously as he does any other role he, he does. <laughs> right. So that's pretty cool. The parade sequence is kind of funny. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it wasn't intended to be really, but this, yeah. again, the, the budget is so low that when Skeletor's little horde invades <laughs> normal Earth and the portal opens and Skeletor comes out on this like uh, vehicle or whatever floating vehicle, uh, Jeff pointed out it looks just like a parade. I mean, yeah. it looks like a you know Macy's Day Thanksgiving <laughs> parade type of situation. It doesn't really look that menacing or yeah. anything. And there's, like, nobody on the street at all. It's at night. So. I guess they, they would have to have pay for extras. Extras right? probably would. They've already spent their budget on uh, the stormtroopers yeah. and stuff like that. So, And you know it was just like, okay, we're going to start filming at, like, 10 o'clock when everybody's nobody's on the square or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll wrap up, like, early in the morning or whatever. Yeah. So At the end, you also pointed out that you liked um, when they get transported from L.A. to... Oh, yeah, when the good guys transport themselves to Eternia. To Eternia. Yeah. It's like instead of just transporting their bodies, they transport it like half of a card and half of a wall that was behind them. It was kind of cool looking. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. Like it was like all the source elements got you know taken with them. It wasn't just yeah. literally the bodies. I thought that was kind of neat. Oh, man. <laughs> it's pretty rough, though. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not the best movie ever made. Yeah. But it's one of those things when you get older, you look back at stuff you liked as a kid and you realize like, oh, this wasn't very good at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I, with this movie in particular, I do remember not being impressed by it as a kid, but uh, the cartoon did not age well. Yeah. A lot of the cartoons from back then didn't really age that well, but I still, you know, I still I, like them. I also put on, back when 
She-Ra, the original, was on Netflix. I put it on in the background. And one, I was disappointed to see that it was basically a He-Man episode. Um, <laughs> and two, I was like, yeah, this is, this is really bad. Mm. <laughs> but well, and it's weird because I still love the kind of the mythology, I guess, of Masters mm-hmm. of the Universe and just the iconography and how the characters look and everything. I love that stuff so much. Um, but something about the storytelling element hasn't really nailed it with me somehow yet. Yeah, that's the thing is I think that, you know, it was made by people who were adults in the early 80s. And so they're, you know, looking, they're writing it as like, okay, we have to entertain little kids with this. So we have to really dumb it down. Mm-hmm. I feel like those kids have grown up now. And like, you know, like with the Marvel movies, guys who were that age, who were yeah. young back then are making these movies and like taking it seriously and writing great stories. I feel like somebody now could take that material and make it into something like really entertaining and, you know, worth watching. So I feel, I hope they do eventually make a, a cool masters of the universe movie. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, there's gotta be like filmmakers now who were fans of it, who could actually write a good story and, right. you know, it's actually in- pull it off. It's interesting that they thought they would have to dumb it down because the age of the people they were targeting, like you guys, were reading comic books. Well, so you're able to keep up with storylines and multiple right. characters and plot twists. That, yeah. To be fair, uh, I wasn't old enough to read yet when that show was on. Hmm. Oh. But as I got a little older, you know, I went back and I could read them. And I think my parents even, I would be like, read this to me. And they would kind of read stuff so to how, me. So, so you're like three or four? Yeah, I think it, that show came out like 82, so I would have been like two, and then... Okay, but think of the people that were the real target audience, which are probably more kids like seven, eight, or nine. That, that could be true, because if you look at the... Uh, there's like a... What do you call it? Instagram page. Mm-hmm. Uh, something called Eternia something or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah I follow yeah. that one. And it's all like photographs of kids with their toys from back in the day, and it's all yeah. from the 80s, strictly from the 80s. And, like, a lot of the kids that they show are, like, you know, Christmas Day opening mm-hmm. presents. And some of those look like older kids for sure. Yeah. They definitely look like between 6 and 10. I know. would think the same target for He-Man would be the same target for, like, G.I. Joe and mm-hmm. oh, definitely. Transformers. Yeah. So We just kind of – we were kind of on the younger end of it, I guess, right. a little bit. Because yeah. so. I was born in late 1979. Yeah. So when this movie came out, I was, like, 7 years old. So right. I was still really young, but <clears throat> that is very young to be like, I don't like this movie. Yeah. That's, that's still the age where yeah. everything like is everything. pretty decent. Well, yeah. it's funny too, because, uh, Jeff and I have talked about this recently, but, um, kind of famously in 1989, Ghostbusters two came out and there's a sequence, uh, the Ghostbusters are down and out and Ernie Hudson's character and Dan Aykroyd's character are like playing birthday parties as the Ghostbusters. <laughs> And, you know, the kids are like, yeah, we don't want the Ghostbusters. We want He-Man. <laughs> hey, hey, I know. I know. Why don't we all sit down and we'll have fun? Yeah! You know, my dad said you guys are full of crap. Jason. Well, some people have trouble believing in the paranormal. No, he just says you guys are full of crap, and that's why you went out of business. Song. Oh! Yeah. 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 
And like oh. they're like, He Man, He Man, you know. Yeah. He Man was gone. I know. Oh, yeah. so, I remember even, That's I don't weird. even think I was 10 years old yet. And like, I, I remember thinking, like, Oh, this is embarrassing. And, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I just, I don't know. It's just kind of weird how that works with kids, you know. I, I remember thinking the same thing. I was like, He Man. Yeah. Like, should she be, they should be chanting Ninja Turtles. Right. Like, was it filmed? No. I think just whoever wrote it, wrote it, like, you know, they're not paying attention to what little kids are into. Really like, and, like, yeah. it would be like if I was writing a script now and be like, and then everyone was like, we don't want you to play this concert. We want to see Hannah Montana. Because, right. <laughs> like, that's the, the closest but, thing I can think of. The only you know. thing, maybe they wanted it to be clearer that the kids like something lamer than the Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, maybe yeah. that was also okay. part of it. So if they had picked Ninja Turtles, it actually would have been a rival to the, the brand of Ghostbusters maybe at the time. Kids but, are so honest. Yeah. You would think when they saw that, that they wanted them to shout He-Man, they'd be yeah. like, He-Man sucks! Yeah, damn. <laughs> He-Man? What year is this, dude? <laughs> Cowabunga. It's 1984. We're down with the ninjas. <laughs> power. Have you guys gone back and watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoons? Did those? I would imagine those hold up. Not really. They, they don't? So really? Rough. But the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtle cartoon, the one, not the one that's out right, right now, not the most recent one, but the one right before that, the CG one, mm-hmm. that one is excellent. That really? show is, you guys should watch that. It's really well written. It's really funny. Yeah. It's I really, still really think Jim and the Holograms hold up. I might be biased, but I went back and watched that. And we I watched still uh, the Halloween special really not that, that long ago, and I thought that was fun, too. But so. when you go back and watch Jim and the Holograms, it was much more adult than I thought it was. Right. she sings about making love, and I was like, what? Probably because <laughs> it was for girls, and girls probably were expected to be able to take more mature like. It was like a soap opera. They yeah. talked about drugs and right. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um. Any final thoughts on this film, Masters of the Universe? You want to grade it? Uh, I mean, we can. We can give it a loose, you know. No. What, what do you think? I probably would have given it, because um, I, I think I had fun with it. I probably would have given it like a C minus. Right. I think it's fair. Oh, okay. I thought you guys would give it like D's or something. Jeff, how about you? D minus. <laughs> uh, and I think I would give it, I, there's parts of it that I find charming and like, I can't help but grade it on a scale, just thinking about the technology that was available and the budget mm-hmm. that was available. So I, I'd give it a, I'd probably give it a C minus, yeah. So, where it's like, there's still fun D-minus. things about it. It's definitely only for deep cuts, Masters of the Universe fans, or maybe Dolph Lundgren fans. Do you want to mention <laughs> the, the pig boy? Oh, yeah, yeah. That was kind of a fun little aside. There's a, a young fan, I think he was eight years old at the time, that won a contest to be a part in the movie. And his character's name is Pig Boy. He's the last credited character in the uh, cast. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, he got to wear like a costume, vaguely a pig type character. And uh, he gets to hold Skeletor's scepter and like hands it to him <laughs> at a certain point. And apparently they cut some of his scenes. Like there was a more extended sequence where Skeletor actually said something to him. Oh. But he never got to speak. And then uh, I read an interview with the actor, the, the kid that won the contest as an adult. And he said that uh, it was uh, even sadder when they aired it on television because his cut, uh, his part got cut altogether because like his <laughs> time, you know, putting the commercials yeah. in and stuff. So, and he said also that uh, part of the contest was uh, they had a red carpet kind of premiere in his hometown wow. for Masters of the Universe. I don't think any of the stars were there, but they showed the movie yeah. and all of his friends got to go and that sort of thing. 
I wonder if part of the reason they cut his scene from the TV version is so they wouldn't have to pay him a royalty every time he played be. on TV. Maybe, maybe. Wow. And so that would be a nice way to kind of cut. He didn't have a line, though, so I don't know how much uh, time would yeah. really He's basically like an help. extra. Yeah. yeah. And even after all that, you said he was also disappointed in the movie. He was. He said he remembered <laughs> watching it, and kind of like Jeff was saying, where he just he kind of knew it was bad. That's Even pretty as a bad kid. when kids are disappointed. Yeah. Well, yeah. it just can't be so much different than the source material yeah. or a kid is going to just reject it, you know. So, yeah, I mean, again, I wouldn't recommend this unless you're Deep Cuts, Masters of the Universe person. Or watching it with a group of people. With a group of people is, is a little more fun. But honestly, I don't know if it's <laughs> if it falls into the category of so bad it's good. You know, it kind of needs huh. – it's not quite heightened enough, I think. There was um, a part of the movie where we all got really quiet. Yeah. And it kind of seemed like we had all just drifted off. <laughs> yeah, I was seriously struggling to stay awake. I can tell. Yeah. I was and then we all kind of came back into it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, maybe not in group setting. It is time once again for... Okay, really, really quickly, I have a quick quiz. Are we ready to jump right into it? Jeff? Yes. Oh. Okay. What? I thought Jeff was going to stop for a second. No. Bye. Well, okay. It's like you're one. about to be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. Well, no. uh, this, uh, this, this quiz uh, has been shortened a bit, so we'll be able to get through it. Because Kia, during the actual movie, I guess she was so bored that she had to look up trivia. <laughs> and she ruined one of the questions. Anyway, I have the power. You can make up another question. Master- no, I can't. I've already written it. I've already done the work. You, could just... you don't understand. What year was Billy Barty born? Boom. There's your question. I don't know. Jeff you, doesn't know. You we do to... because you were looking up I trivia. I don't know. I, all right. Enough drama. 1934. I have the power. Masters of the universe. 1924. Ah, <laughs> uh, for fuck's sake. Sorry. Go ahead. Number one. Why did Frank Langella decide to take the role of Skeletor? Jeff. Yes. Money. Oh, no, no, no. I know the answer. Can I take back that no, answer? No, that's not how this works. That was a joke answer anyway. <laughs> I'll take that, Jeff. Jeff didn't ruin the quiz, so go ahead. Give me Are the real answer. serious? I didn't know I was ruining the quiz. His son was a big He-Man what? fan and wanted him no. to be in it. What is happening? Well, I get a... No. What? That, you, that, no. If this is a game show, you don't get to get, give a second answer. I've given joke answers before. And no one gives going. joke answers in real game right, shows. Everyone, hey, listen. This isn't a real game show. We, we need to, <laughs> A, remember this is my birthday. We need to also take score. We don't have anything to take score on. Maybe we should uh, realize that when I kept saying, are we ready to play this? You're the quiz master. It doesn't matter. Nobody wins anything anyway. <laughs> Just count on your fingers. Okay. Oh, boy. One hand is Jeff. One hand is you. I mean, what if I, we, I'm going to run out of hands? I'll get it. So, put down Jeff, 10 points. Yeah, Jeff's definitely getting his points. Wow, that's not... Oh, my God. That's not... That's not... Okay. Oh, my God. This is so you can say we're cheating again. (laughs) That's literally cheating. cheating. I gave an answer, and then it's like, oh, I remember the right one. Can I give another answer? Sure. (laughs) All right. Well, you were paying attention. Mm. Very good. So uh, let's let's do that again for the recording. Why did Frank Langella decide to take the role of Skeletor? Kia. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. Do you want, you want me to give him his 
Yes, point? definitely give it to him. Fine. Wow. All right. Mm. When offered the role, Langella said that he didn't even blink. I couldn't wait to play him. Langella cited his then four-year-old son, Love of Skeletor, while running around the house yelling E-Man's battle cry. I have the power. As a reason, he chose to play He-Man's arch enemy. Number two. What is Craig's favorite He-Man character? Jeff. Yes, Jeff. Merman. Correct. Excellent job. (laughs) Director Gary Goddard intended Masters of the Universe to be a tribute to what comic book artist? Any guesses? Or do we want to hear the list? Jeff. Yes. Jack Kirby? Correct. Boom. Uh, John Byrne pointed it out in Next Men, and uh, the director uh, said, It was a pleasure to see that someone got it. Your comparison to the film to Kirby's New Gods was not far off. In fact, the storyline was greatly inspired by the classic Fantastic Four Doctor Doom epics, the New Gods and a bit of Thor thrown in here and there. Nougans. I intended the film to be a motion picture comic book, though it was a tough proposition to sell to the studio at the time. Comics are just for kids, they thought. So, indeed. Question number four. Masters of the Universe score composer Bill Conti won an Academy Award for which of his film scores? Any guesses? I'm not familiar with him. Do you want to hear the answers or do you want to guess? I want to hear the options. Options. A, Rocky. B, The Right Stuff. C, The Karate Kid. D, Broadcast News. Kia. Yes. Broadcast News. Incorrect. Oh, well, I I know the right answer now. Can I give another answer? I've already said incorrect. Oh. Jeff. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Jeff. Rocky? Incorrect. It was the right stuff. You got the right stuff. Baby. What is that? None of your business. I'm just writing stuff. Next question. She's just writing, I hate Jeff, (laughs) over and over. Which actor later labeled their part in Masters of the Universe as their least favorite film role? Court. Oh, shit. Kia. Yes. Uh, Courtney Cox? Incorrect. Jeff. Yes. Dolph Lundgren. That is correct. What? Why do you guys say Lundgren? Is that how you pronounce his name? How do you pronounce it? It's not, is it Grin? Lundgren? I've always it's spelled heard. that way, but oh. I've always heard it. Lundgren, Lundgren. also. Yeah. yeah. Conversely. So, wait a minute. Oh, God. That's two points? Yes. Conversely, Langella considers playing Skeletor to be one of his favorite roles. So take that, Dolph. Which Masters of the Universe star had an uncredited role as a baby... In Bride of Frankenstein. Kia. Yes. I don't know his name. Is it Billy Barty? Correct. Mm-hmm. That was what you looked up earlier. I know. Thank you. Yeah, really. Which of the following action figures never made it to the original He-Man cartoon show? A. Stinkor. B. Ram Man. C. Fisto. 
the snout pout. Kia. Snout pout. Um, incorrect. <laughs> it's snout spout, by oh. the way. I'm sorry. It's Jeff. Yes. Was it Stinkor? That's correct. <laughs> Boo. Reportedly, Filmation thought he was too dumb. <laughs> All those other characters are featured. Yeah. But, uh, what is the name of Prince Adam's twin sister? Jeff. Yes. Shira? Not the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> oh. Options. Tila. Danger Baby. Adama. Adora. Adora. Correct. Which, that is She-Ra, but I was looking for Adora, because I said Prince Adam. Adora. Which of these was not a He-Man character? A. Too Bad. B. Crackers the Clown. C. Moo Man. D. Buzz Off. Hmm. Kia. Yes. Buzz Off? Incorrect. <laughs> I had Buzz Off. Uh, I'll say Jeff Moon Man. Uh, Moo Man. That is correct. <laughs> Crackers the Clown was featured in their 100th episode. I don't even remember that one. <laughs> Masters of the Universe recycled visual effects miniatures from what film? So another movie they took visual effects from. Kia. Yes. Conan the Barbarian. Incorrect. <laughs> the, oh, okay. Jeff Mad Max? Incorrect. Oh. <laughs> it was Ghostbusters. Really? They also took uh, stuff from Blade Runner as well. Hmm. Yeah. All right, we've in, we're to the bonus question. <clears throat> Do your best by the power of Grayskull. I have the power. Jeff, start us off. By the power of Grayskull, I have the power. There. That's okay. Yes, Kia. I forfeit. Very well. Just for the record, that was excellent. Thank yeah. you. I loved it. <laughs> Jeff is the clear winner. <laughs> Thank Wonderful you trivia. all for joining us on this very spirited and happy edition. My favorite segment. Of Half-Ass Horror <laughs> Trivia. Power of Grayskull Edition. Craigers out. Power to the people. Trivia. Huh? The Alpha... And the Omega, death and rebirth, and as you die, so will I be reborn. Okay, so Kia, just, Kia and I are here, and we just wanted to take a minute to thank everyone that's listening. Just thank anybody that's uh, taken an interest in us and taking the time to write reviews on iTunes or share our stuff on social media or just slipping into our DMs and, you know, offering suggestions or, you know, telling us a bit that they thought was funny or interesting or even something they disagreed with. So really appreciate all you guys. 
uh, Key and I were talking yesterday about how in 2017, I counted, I think we had nine episodes. Mm-hmm. And do you remember how many we have this year, Kia? I think you said like 24. Yeah, we did 24. So we, I think we skipped January, but uh, otherwise we had at least two episodes drop every, uh, or something drop every, every month. Mm-hmm. And usually roughly two episodes. So our goal for 2019 is to at least maintain that. I hope that uh, every month we have at least one actual full-fledged half-assed horror cast with the three of us, and then uh, maybe some fun kind of smaller episodes that surround it. So just stay tuned. And, tr- and the blog, too. Try to keep up with the blog. Yeah, we're going to try to write more for the blog and make our uh, com a little bit more... Uh, vital to the brand. So uh, just stay tuned for that. Overall, just thank you guys for hanging with us in 2018 and look forward to seeing you in 2019. Thanks for listening. So keep slamming that evil and keep busting. Ah. Oh.